Welcome to the PSC Gamer Lore Diver podcast series, where every week I dive into the lore of some of the most popular game worlds in tabletop role-playing. Remember to follow this podcast, and that you can support PSC Gamer directly through Coffee and Patreon. This week, the Janazi of the Forgotten Realms. Now, as usual, please remember that until any of this information appears in a 5th edition book, it cannot be considered canon, and a lot of this is covering old lore. So, it's only canon at your table if you want it to be. Moving into the background of the Janazi is pretty interesting. The Janazi are, to me at least, the coolest of the plain-touched lineages in D&D. Asimar, sure. Typhlings, yeah, they're okay, I guess. Elemental and para-elemental-touched mortal-elemental mixes? Sign me up. I love it. However, the road has not been an easy one for my elemental faves. The Janazi made their splash under the scene during 2nd Edition's Planescape, and specifically in 1996's Planewalker's Handbook. And to be honest, it was an inauspicious start. Sometimes it felt like 2nd Edition was trying to dissuade you from playing anything that wasn't a human, and this was very much the case in the Janazi. They were written in such a way that just made them seem generally unpleasant, and not something that you would want to have as a player character. However... They persisted, and came back in 3rd edition where they were parachuted, like many parts that wizards or TSR weren't sure what they wanted to do with, onto the Forgotten Realms setting. Now here they appeared both in the Monsters of Faron as part of the Plain Touched category, as well as in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting in Races of Faron books. So, doing good so far. But then, then, things got awesome. And that was in Dragon number 297, when they got an expansion to include para-elements, which brought us dust, ice, steam, ooze, smoke, and magma, Janazi. And that's awesome. So, big expansion. Still, though, harsh writing. There was not a lot about some of these Janazi that made them attractive to play. And in some cases, again, made it seem like they really didn't want you to play them. And then there was the other issue in that, in 3rd edition, the Janazi were a little bit more juiced up and were considered more powerful than a normal player race. And so they effectively suffered a XP penalty in the name of balance. So they had plus one effective level. Uh, so for a normal character, they would start at level, zero, level one with zero experience points. For the Janazi, they would start at level zero and have to earn a thousand experience points to make it a level one, uh, which is kind of rough. And that's okay, though, because fourth edition was coming. And I can understand it. Some of you were surprised by the excitement in my voice talking about anything to do with fourth edition. But fourth edition, this is where the Janazi came into their own. Like, 100%. Now, again, they were largely confined to the Forgotten Realms. Not completely. We'll get to that later. And they first appeared in the Monster Manual, and then in the Player's Guide to the Forgotten Realms. And they were a power to be reckoned with. So, they had bold visual redesigns that, for my money, were superior to the previous and current art for them. There was two nations dominated directly by them, uh, Kalamshan and Akinal. And then, finally, there was an area on the Thruskal Coast, on the Sea of Falling Stars, that was full of water genasi. It was great. They also got significant cultural updating that pushed them out of being like a random pop-up in the family tree to being an actual functional population. Then there were the Abyssal Janazi, and these were Janazi who were corrupted by Abyssal forces, and that is literally as cool as it sounds. So that brought us the Cinder Soul, the Caustic Soul, the Plague Soul, and the Void Soul. Like, sign me up, I am here for it. You know, especially if you're looking to make something wild like a Void Soul Janazi Warlock, that is awesome. And then finally, in a setting they always should have been in, in my opinion, 4th edition introduced the Janazi to Athos, the world of Dark Sun, and damn was it cool. In Dragon 396, we got the Sun Soul, Magma Soul, Sand Soul, and Ember Soul. 
And if you are at all familiar with the world of Dark Sun and the world of Athos and its strong elemental background and associations, you will realize how much Janazi should have been a part of that world since day one and should have been added back in second edition. However, as in all things with Dungeons and Dragons, good things must come to an end. And the Janazi took a beating coming into the fifth edition during the hard reset of the Forgotten Realms. Not as hard as you'd think, but still bad. Now they're still there, and their information is available from Wizards for free to download in a PDF supplement to the Princes of the Apocalypse campaign called the Elemental Evil Player's Companion. And this is 100% free. You can go to their website, download it right now. Uh, it gives you Janazi, the A.R. Kokra, and... Uh, rock gnomes the sphere of neblin is really good great book anyways uh, and on top of that it's inferred that they actually retained their own nations kind of and we'll get into that now moving to ideas the jazzy are by and large one of the coolest most plug and playable player lineages there is in DD. they're very easy to slot into worlds uh, whether you're bringing them in uh, in their traditional sense where they were plain touched like uh, typhlings or asmar that just like pop up in families every so often or as a distinct population unto themselves and frankly i like using both of those um, i think that adds something to, to a world now, one of the big things that I would throw away are the less than exciting and often deterring descriptions of the Janazi. They're an elemental, and elementals aren't just one thing. Fire can be quiet, dangerous, or comforting. Water can be gentle, raging, or inevitable. Air can be light and ethereal to heavy and crushing. Earth can be malleable and adaptable or impervious to external forces. They need to be expanded out past some of the duller stereotypes that are often used in their descriptions because... Well, for one, there are multiple populations of them, and populations don't all produce the same types of people, attitudes, concepts, and everything else like that. And it's kind of boring to just have them all like, oh, well, the flame genazi or, correction, the fire genazi are all hot-blooded and excitable. Well, what if they're not? What if some of them are more like campfires? What if some of them are more like, you know, a smoldering hot spot after a forest fire? Something like that. Now something I'd bring back are these Zaldar lines. And these were unique and in 4th edition. They were individual to each Janazi. However, there could be familial patterns that could develop. And these were glowing lines that covered their bodies that were lit with a color associated with the element the Janazi was. It was an amazing visual effect. It was very cool. And when combined with magical elemental manifestations instead of like regular hair, it was just phenomenal. And I think that needs to come back and I think people should use that imagery more because it is so distinctive and so unique and really drives home that yes the Janazi are mortal but they are still plain touched they are elemental beings and that helps radiate that power now moving to the Forgotten Realms because that's what we're supposed to be talking about here the Janazi are clustered in a lot of the less used areas now the main one and the one closest to the general adventuring zone that is the Sword Coast and region is Kalimshan now, Kalimshan is predominantly air and fire Janazi, and they are not friends, historically speaking. The whole region has some incredibly deep history that I'll be covering soon, and involves a war between Jinn and Ifrit rulers. Then, during the Spell Flag years, Janazi came to rule the place uh, and war in their master's steads, before, in what was some less than stellar narrative choices, much like most of the Sundering event, the Janazi were cast down, defeated by humans who recaptured most of... Kalimshan, although Janazi remained a minority population. 
Now, what I would do with this is that I would divide Kalamshan up into three regions, give one to each of the major Janazi types, air and fire, and then one for the humans who are able to overthrow the Janazi in that area and reclaim their lands. I think this sets up a more interesting dynamic and has a lot more story potential than the vague, well, not even vaguely, than the very Christian narrative-driven concept of everything that they ran with to bring Kalamshan back. Like, they literally used Illumator. It was, uh, like I said, I'll be covering that in separate talk. Now, the Janazi of Akinal, very interesting. They have all four of the prime elements, and they hated the Janazi of Kalamshan, specifically because the Janazi of Kalamshan practiced slavery. Now, Akinal was transplanted from Abir during the 4th edition, um, I don't know, recombining, and was all Janazi. It plopped down into a fairly isolated part of uh, Chisenta on the southern shore of the Sea of Fallen Stars, and they had a floating city called Airspur, they had earth moats, so like floating islands and all that good stuff, and that's all still there. Now, whereas Kalimshan is named in 5th edition, Akinal is not specifically named in it. However, the city of Airspur has been, and it's apparently still floating and still has its earth moats. So I think that right now it's a safe inference, at least until that part of the world is developed in an official uh, book, that the nation remains and that the Janazi are still there. And who doesn't love a magic floating city? Now, finally, east of them in the Thruskal area are a lot of water Janazi. They're not a nation per se, just a lot of villages and people living their best lives along the coast. I keep this just as it is and maybe add there that in this instance, the Janazi find their elemental ancestry through Tritons, which is awesome because there's a Triton population in the Sea of Fallen Stars, and you can have influence from that Triton culture and population happening with those water Janazi to make them a more distinct organization from the Janazi from Abir, who are in Akinal, and from the Janazi who are in Kalimshan. So my final thoughts, personally, right now, I would take advantage of material from the 4th edition and update it as needed when doing stuff with the Janazi. They were genuinely appreciated in that edition, and until 5th edition releases more material on them, 4th edition should be your go-to for information on them. So that has been the Janazi of the Forgotten Realms. Thank you very much for listening, if you still are. I hope you enjoyed this week's content, and don't forget to check out the POC Gamer website, follow POC Gamer on social media, and thank you very much to my Patreon and Coffee supporters for making all of this possible. 